Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Azizi Podcast. It's been a while. I'm the host of the Azizi Podcast, the one and only Samir Azizi. I believe it's been probably like 10 months, if not more. Last time I talked to you guys was uh, in October 2021, right before my birthday, I think. Um, but yeah, a lot has happened. A lot has happened, and uh, yeah, the world has changed. But you know, we're gonna we're gonna try to find some some great topics to talk about that uh, will definitely increase increase, I would say, the horizons in terms of uh, entertainment and sports and business, as I've always strived to kind of deliver. But anyways, today is August 1st, 2022, and we're back in town, baby. We're back in town. To be honest with you, um, there's several reasons why I, you know, was was missing from the podcast world. But I think the most, the, the, the most of it, it was um, simply the time, the work. I've, uh, I've worked as an affiliate manager for Jumbleberry, and uh, ever since my trip to Kazakhstan, I've... Uh, uh, acquired very very good uh, business connections and uh, that really definitely like helped me uh, at that place but at the same time uh, it really increased uh, kind of like or I would say decreased my capacity in my stress levels and brain to actually do several things at the same time including this podcast and at the same time doing a full-time job uh, so you know things were good but that's kind of the thing that's kind of I would I would prefer to actually just say that's why the podcast was missing because the things were busy and busy is always good. But anyways, that goes without saying that I really, really missed the podcast world. I realized that our podcast is uh, has been founded in uh, founded in uh, June 2019, and now we're more than three months, three months. I'm sorry, three years old. I think three years and one month. I, I believe we we founded it. We me, Mr. Samir Azizi, founded it. Uh, in June 2019. Wow. Wow. So much things has happened. And uh, yeah, I actually put it on my LinkedIn because I felt like, you know what, I feel like this podcast is really embodies my identity. And uh, it definitely represents my brand. I'm very proud of what I have accomplished so far with this podcast, including its subsidiary as a YouTube channel on multiple languages. Uh, and the great success that uh, I've had with the subscription uh, number, uh, we we have, I think I have like uh, 4,080 <laughs> subscribers on YouTube, which is wild. And that's all thanks to you all. And of course, thanks to my uh, sports fans, you know, people who are actually following boxing. I think a lot of them are come from that world. But uh, nonetheless, I missed it so much, you know, I've constantly thought about it and uh, I've always would like kick myself for not doing it again because without this podcast, I feel like I'm not complete. Like I realized that this podcast is not just something that I do, but it's sort of like a a domain that you created for yourself. You know, it's a part of your brand. It's something that you own. You can always say that this is a part of your identity. You know, it's, it's part of your business and uh, not like to have it. It's always like I would associate with that. But the fact that I would not record anything more would always be like, oh, no, like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do or I'm not doing what I am associating with. And so I'm very happy to actually restart that and, and kind of trying to dedicate more time to go back into this uh, industry. And uh, yeah, so that's a little preamble. I know it was a little boring, but again, I believe the people who are listening to this pod really 
actually are interested in my thoughts. So I feel this liberal uh, spirit of actually talking about, you know, my my thoughts and emotions and uh, plans and, you know, so on and so forth. But anyways, um, quick recap as well. I've left my position at Jumbleberry in affiliate, as an affiliate manager. I've stayed at Jumbleberry for uh, two years and this was a great experience. I've, uh, again, and I've left like six months ago, but I guess it's a little late to talk about it, but I still talk, I'll still talk about it because it was significant. Uh, I started that position. I've switched from an accounting position uh, uh, to, I was an accountant at the Cavalry uh, Foundation and later on I was a business solution consultant. So I switched to the world of marketing, especially the uh, world of digital marketing, really by uh, accident, I would say. I was looking for something different. I definitely decided that you know, accounting was not really my forte, like I was good at it, I, 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 I did it well, and I understood it, but I just thought I can do other things as well, no disrespect to the profession, it definitely brought me a lot of success and uh, independence, I would say, especially financial independence, and just the, the knowledge, you know, to keep myself on track and understanding the numbers, and it's definitely a huge, I know that it's going to be a huge help in the future as well. But I thought that, given even the example of this podcast, I want to uh, give more, I would say. And I always wanted to say, like, give more through interactions with other people. Give more through communications, through listening, through problem solving. And uh, that's why I decided to, and I think I recorded that uh, three years ago when I first came to Canada. I think it was in Russian, though. Uh, How I was looking for jobs, how I was interviewing the the path, the first step that I chose is, of course, to become a client success manager. I've researched that for quite a while, and uh, I decided that that's where I want to start. And so far, this has been paying off. I was uh, a client success manager at Jumbleberry, and it's so funny because when I came to the office for the interview, I had no idea what they do. I just realized that they have a beautiful, beautiful office. They still have it in Liberty Village. And uh, everyone was, it was right before the pandemic. It was February 2020, <laughs> which was crazy. And so, uh, you know, I was just really impressed and uh, everyone looked very engaged and uh, very positive. So, uh, yeah, they said, like, we're going to teach you everything. Don't worry about it. But, uh, yeah, as long as you're down to learn, uh, you will be successful. And uh, I said, yes, I said, yes. And I have no regrets because this was an amazing journey. (laughs) And Right. You know, I think my first my start date was uh, at the end of March and that when the COVID hit and that's where I realized like, okay, I guess I'm going to start my new journey from home and I had to learn everything from home. But yeah, affiliate marketing, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a crazy industry that is actually relatively old uh, in, uh, in the world of digital innovation. I would say like it's around more than 20 years old right now. But so much I have learned about that, not only from the kind of relationship point of view or like theory, but also in practice, you know, as a client success manager, I also had to work on the back end to set up advertising campaigns to place all those pixels uh, that we would create uh, for tracking, like the idea of tracking a sale, tracking an action or event to further then later on reward an affiliate who would bring this event to the advertiser or to the networks as in our case. That whole thing was so eye-opening and I realized how much money is being made on the back end, excuse me, on the back end through all kinds of things, including, but not limited to, uh, to, uh, I would say, influencers, bloggers, 
Facebook ads, Twitter ads, Instagram ads, TikTok ads, all those ads, all those uh, traffic providers. And I would even say even further, there is a lot of adult thing that uh, was happening like in the adult industry that people would, uh, would actually be engaged in those traffic sources as well. The whole thing was such an eye-opener for me and I realized how much potential it has and how much history it already uh, contains, especially with the whole thing with Facebook when it first appeared and how people marketed through that. So anyways, with that said, I've uh, became very very proficient at recruiting new and new affiliates. Uh, I had my own funnel of them. I had my own network. I developed a lot of relationships and later on was promoted to the affiliate manager where I've you know, quickly, quickly captured a couple of uh, really great clients. And uh, from the first kind of person point of view, I realized, you know, the rush of actually making a sale. That was that was fantastic, you know, or at least bringing the sale to the network. Um, so that's something that I sort of, you know, learned from, from scratch. But also, of course, thanks to uh, my team at Jumbleberry who taught me about everything that I know right now about affiliate marketing. And of course, I just want to like say uh, huge thanks to them, to Jumbleberry, uh, to Greg Fitzgerald and to Steve Jukes, um, who are the leaders of Jumbleberry. And uh, of course, you know, this was an amazing, amazing journey. And uh, we even went to Vegas for a conference, which was uh, one of the first conferences that I've like on a legitimate basis where like I had domestic companies in Los Angeles uh, conferences. But uh, to go somewhere to Vegas and try to recruit people, sh uh, schmooze with people and all of that, that was such a great experience. Uh, and anyway, so, yeah, that was something that uh, really, really became a part of my career and where I decided to stick around. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> this is what I've been doing for the past, I would say, uh, two uh, two years, I would say. But yeah, but then, you know, after some time, um, I was, uh, you know, and, and I think I've mentioned that on in other podcasts. I remember my interview with Fabio Campanella. It, but it's about, it was about my passion for cryptocurrency. And so one, one of these days, one of those days, uh, a recru recruiter reached out to me and... Uh, asked me about, you know, the affiliate manager position, affiliate and referrals manager position at this cryptocurrency exchange called uh, CoinSmart Financial. CoinSmart is a Canadian cryptocurrency trading platform uh, that is very, very, like, whitelisted, certified by all the fancy agencies, very on par, uh, in touch with local Canadian regulations. And this is where I thought, well, that sounds like a great opportunity, especially because I was just recently, right before that, I was listening to this podcast by uh, one of my role models, I would say, in the podcasting world, uh, Tim Ferriss. And uh, he was interviewing this guy who I think I just randomly, I was just listening to every Tim Ferriss' podcast just because I was working from home and I was, you know, like I had to have something on the on the background. And then there is this guy, uh, his name is Balaji Srinivasan, or Balaji, how Americans like to call him, or maybe that's the true name, actually, I'm not sure. But um, I've listened to that and, and his thoughts on on just the role of cryptocurrency, but not only that, but also blockchain technology and its future, not only in terms of actual um, means of exchange of value, such as currency itself, but also in the future implications of what it does for us, really opened my eyes on how much more there is to be done 
uh, with blockchain just besides cryptocurrency. But of course, not excluding cryptocurrency as well. And I really kind of like went through this rabbit hole of, you know, reading a lot of things, including this cool book called Sovereign Individual, which was another kind of like a jaw dropper for me, considering that it was like written, I think, in early 90s or even late 80s, how much how much this book predicted and all that. So, uh, yeah, I was really kind of like on this hype train. Obviously, I was into crypto since like 2017. And, uh, you know, I went through like several ups and downs and all of that. So my and before that, I was investing since 2015. So like my my nerves were pretty sad. Like I was not really freaking out about any sort of crypto interest or all of that. Like I'm talking about like 2017, 2018. Yeah, so so this recruiter comes in and, and uh, offers this position. Uh, I've, uh, I've had some interviews with, uh, with the founders and with, uh, uh, the head of growth and it's funny enough. So I got hired enough, but, uh, the, the funny part is that I, uh, <laughs> my boss told me like she, 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 uh, she, with, the, with other applicants, she particularly liked that I have this podcast and that really, uh, differentiated me from other applicants, which kind of a crazy thing because you know people are talking about like how do you monetize your podcast and then all of a sudden you realize like well this is like a really really tangible ROI on having a pod and again like even besides that like I have so many great relationships thanks to this uh which in part why I missed it so much but anyway so yeah so I started working for uh for CoinSmart in uh uh, in fe- starting February, I think, and uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a wild ride so far. It's especially given the current uh, market volatilities in the cryptocurrency. Um, so right now I'm there, and uh, yeah, uh, it's I'm in charge of affiliates as well, affiliate and referrals management. Man, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's definitely an eye opener when you are acting on behalf of an advertiser rather than just being a broker, such as a network. Uh, how much more responsibility it is and how much more, I would say, exciting it is. Um, the connections that you make and, and the industry people that you get familiar with are just so valuable, I would say. But I think um, I'm, I'm just going to kind of like leave it at that and we'll see where the journey brings. Obviously, the market right now is very, very turbulent. A lot of uh, people right now are very worried. We see the news about all these huge companies laying off people. And, uh, you know, and what's happening with like other industries, not even uh, pertaining to crypto. Shopify, for example, just recently laid off uh, 10% of their workforce. Clearco, I think it's a marketing company, just laid off like 100, over 120 people, I think. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's sort of a reflection of the times that we're living. Um, a lot of things, it's funny because 10 months ago when I was recording this podcast, I was not even kind of thinking about inflation was there i felt it i remember i started thinking about this but since then you know um united states declared an inflation at 9.1 percent uh canada i think it's at eight percent or so, or, so, or something correct me if i'm wrong of course look it up but yeah you can really like as an as a 30 year old male you can actually as an adult you can see that you know and especially having like i was lucky enough to have an experience as an you know, retail investor and all that. I was following the market since I was like 23, I would say, or 22, very, uh, very, very closely. It's kind of like, it's a time when you are very concerned. And again, like there's like other things like the global pandemic and all of that. I had, I remember having that episode 
when the pandemic started and I was like, oh, we're about to go down. But like we didn't. So, I mean, we did, but we didn't know that. And, and I feel like the, the, ever since then, like the time of reckoning is kind of economically speaking is coming back to us. And of course, what I'm talking about is the inflation and what brought it, right? Everyone was predicting it because of the stimulation checks, the stimulus, how they call them, and so on and so forth. Uh, we have an increased inflation, aka prices are going up. I was just, uh, I just had a post, like I, I went to my store to buy eggs and I realized that since last year, the eggs price are uh, 40% up and uh, chicken breast is 20% up. Luckily, I'm not driving a car right now, so I'm not too concerned about gas prices, but obviously this is a huge thing for a lot of people right now. So everything is skyrocketing, although gas prices probably only partially due to inflation, but in part for supply shortages, I would say, on the global on the global market for obvious reasons that you can also kind of look it up. I, I'd rather not uh, dive deep into like the global politics, but in terms of just locally how I see this, we're living through this time where, especially me, like it's, it's sort of scary. It's like, oh my God, the economy is going down. Oh my God, everyone's getting fired. You know, but at the same time, it's also exciting, which, uh, which to be honest, I was waiting for quite some time. Like I, ever, I think I was waiting for the for this whole thing, in terms of markets to go down. Not like I was eagerly waiting. I was expecting, I would say, to go it to, for it to go down. I think since the year twenty eighteen, to be honest, and because uh, I saw how this market is going up and up and up. And it's it's not you know it's not seemed to go down and it, even after pandemic it went even more crazier up so so that's why I was very kind of on the sidelines um, but here I am seeing that this is finally happening and and it's not it's not something that is like oh I'm going to like invest in something because it's you know it's down which probably also happening well, which also would be possible but it's also kind of like I finally get to see the market correction I finally get to see the stressors. And luckily, I'm still relatively young to kind of like with uh, withheld everything, hopefully. But at the same time, this is like what I'm more excited about is this experience of, okay, so this market is going down. And again, I mean, I might be wrong. It might not go down. Who knows? Like we've officially United States is, well, now what, what, what's officially? I don't even know. But like based on one of the definitions, I would say the recession is when the quarterly GDP is going down. Uh, two quarters in a row, which we, we in the United States, for example, they had, and uh, so that's kind of like supposedly, tr traditionally speaking, constitutes a recession. I'm so careful about this because, again, like looks like the definition of recession has been shifted. Uh, so we shall see. But I'm just saying, you know, it's here. We're here. We're in the middle of it, and I mean, obviously, not sure how severe it's going to be. And, and, and of course, I, I just want to be, you know, this is, I want to be mindful that I obviously understand that a lot of people are struggling financially or will struggle financially. So obviously, like, I wish and I hope uh, that they will help, they will get help and they will recover from that. Obviously, not everyone is as fortunate as other people. Some people will or might lose their pension funds, pension savings and all of that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely empathetic towards that. But if I'm speaking just uh, about my experience, I feel like this experience of having lived through that might be very helpful in the future, for sure. Because that's what I've been hearing. It's like, oh, this is not my first recession. This is not my first rodeo. Like when 2018, uh, 28, uh, 2008 crisis happened, I was only 16 years old or 17 years old. 
and so for me like i i don't remember like much of uh affection i don't think it like affected me personally that much so right now is a real test and of course you know out of this recessions out of this downturn economic downturn there are always opportunities and there are always um there are always some innovation comes out of it which is why i wanted to talk or just at least bring back uh balaji uh srinivasan and his book uh network state that he recently uh published and again i think i need i'm still reading it but it kind of goes it's big it's piggybacking for me uh f- at least for me personally like after reading the sovereign individual book which is also his recommendation um the book kind of was like it finished on those kind of things where the people of the world uh in the nearest future they said and i'm paraphrasing they will not be bounded by uh border border lines of certain geographical you know geographical border lines of certain states right um that people will be so uh advanced that they will be able to communicate so clearly and so realistically th- uh like throughout the borders worldwide and again i'm i'm this was in 1980s just 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 so to to underline how much they were right um so that's going to happen like there's going to be very like the 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 borders will be blurred and and so balaji's uh book kind of talks about that and it talks about the network state for, through the prism of uh blockchain decentralization and cryptocurrency and uh web3 and it's funny because when I recommend the Network State book to my friends uh, and uh, colleagues, I for some reason always call it decentralized state by mistake because in my mind the Network State and decentralized uh, state always uh, kind of it's the same thing, which it is in my opinion based on what I'm reading right right now so far about this book. But it basically um, kind of underlines the fact again how borders are becoming becoming meaningless, especially during like re- recent political. Uh, changes within the United States and and just like in the world, and so a lot of like-minded people can be in different countries all over the world, but they have to have something that unifies them. And what he argues is what is possible is the is the creation of an actual state which can be created in the cloud, and then so it it will be created in the cloud using the blockchain technology. Uh, based on some sort of a doctrine or some sort of a uh, one truth or some sort of ideology and people can create several of such uh, states in the cloud as well. So it sounds kind of like, oh, well, so it's like a Facebook group, right? So that's where it's just like things get interesting is because this sort of uh, community that is being created can actually impose real actions in real world, aka uh, this group, this cloud state can crowdsource, crowdsource funds and buy a piece of land or an island or an apartment building or a little village or sponsor some sort of things. And uh, every, I would say, in quotation, citizen of such state will be entitled to certain benefits, a.k.a. I don't know, like go, uh, like have, have a plot of land on this state, for example, or have, have like a, a, condo build, a condo in that building or something like that. That's just like a very basic examples. But those uh, those things are something that are very truly revolutionary, and I would say very rebellious about you know um, 
breaking the boundaries and limitations of geographical, geopolitical uh, uh, standards right now and creating something completely that is not controlled. So the, the kind of another caveat of that is if there's not there's not going to be a um, sort of a, a, a person or so an entity that can control it, uh, this whole thing can be built on the basis of decentralization, which means not one entity can control something. Something like as a DAO, for example, where people can take a vote in order to make a political decision within that state. Sounds like futuristic thing or maybe whatever, but honestly, like when you read it, it makes sense. And so this brought me, obviously, I'm going to need to finish this book and all that. By the way, I just <laughs> it's funny. I just texted Balaji on Twitter and I said, hey, like there's a typo. Uh, and he replied to me, uh, okay, thanks, I'll check it out. So very humble guy, I like that. He was a, he was a former CTO of Coinbase. So he definitely has all the accolades. He's very, um, he's very uh, respectful, respected and uh, well-known individual. So he has, he has all the credentials that you need to, in order to say like, okay, might as well check out what he's saying. And he's, uh, you know, he's, he has some very good ideas and thoughts and his track record is also inspires sort of... Uh, I wouldn't say like pure trust because, you know, in the day and age that we live, but at least a justification for looking into what he says, I would say. Or at least like check out his podcasts on Tim Ferriss or other platforms that he's like giving interviews about. Uh, and by the way, his book is free. You don't have to buy it. I bought it just because I need to read it on Kindle. It's more comfortable for you, for me. But uh, if you will go to the networkstate.com, uh, you can see, you can get this book for free as a PDF or just read it on there on the website and it's funny because he uh, it's such an interactive book like i think every sentence has like uh five to six url links to different uh to different references like to, to the references that he's talking about as like real-time examples real word examples so it's kind of like he, he he provides his thoughts and he says like well you know this is how it's been but it's not like a hearsay he actually provides a real life kind of interactive url as a reference so that you can always check what he's saying. So that I, li I like that a lot because he's not BSing uh, in that sense. And again, not to sound like a fanboy, but I feel like this is a fresh idea that um, that I want to expand upon maybe in this podcast, maybe like as a serious, as, as a serious in general. Um, but that's, some, that's something that I found that is fresh. And, and of course, that's kind of was my trigger to actually go into the crypto industry and explore more, get and go on that journey. One thing for sure, obviously we're going through a crypto winter right now. Uh, Bitcoin is down 65%. But um, what I know for sure is that cryptocurrency or and um, the idea of blockchain is here to stay. The idea of decentralization is here to stay. It's a very revolutionary theory and i'm underlining underscoring revolutionary that it's going to be very controversial in the future i be, i still believe not a lot of people caught up I've, I've been talking to a real estate group recently literally like two days ago and i've been talking to them about crypto and you know about other technologies and they told us they told me like oh wow like but we're so late like maybe it's too late for us to like get into that and i just cannot stress it enough how not late everyone is to this game how not late everyone is to this um, new technology we're still so early in adoption or just like understanding how this works and what it is that anyone should anyone who is interested should jump in without hesitation 
uh, because there's so much people, there's so many people who do not know what it is, but they want to learn, they want to be a part of something. Um, I feel like I'm some sort of a cult recruiter now, but it, it's in, in a way it is. It's it's a it's a it's a new technology that people need to know about, and it's actually like if you're, it's it's not that easy, it's not that difficult to kind of grasp if you just understand um, the power of uh, of blockchain. And I feel like that's something that I'd really want to like kind of talk more about. And I know that I've been talking about it a little bit earlier as well in my previous episodes, but maybe I can dive into this, to it more just to just to develop or maybe explore the ways how we can explain it better, how we can deliver this thought, deliver this technology, and, and the reasons behind why is Bitcoin is important, why is Bitcoin revolutionary? Like, why is Bitcoin actually so interesting? You know, because there's a lot of retail tourists who come in, they buy it in hopes of, like, it's going to skyrocket, and then they can get rich. So those people, like, you know, good luck to them. But like, this is not what I want to talk about. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to like tell stories about how people are getting rich out of it because those are just opportunistic uh, characters and they're always around. But the underlying technology between crypto, between blockchain um, uh, and how it pertains to Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies such as Ethereum and, uh, and so on is what I want to talk about. So I feel like if more people can really grasp what's so special about it besides just hype i think this is going to be like i think this is gonna at least open some minds to understand hey there are other ways especially when we have such events like a recession inflation a lot of things are going down right now including crypto but i feel like that's exactly precisely a great case to start learning about what is crypto so this is something that i i want to talk about in the future, maybe perhaps even talk to someone about on this podcast. And I think my goal would be, I do not want to pretend that I'm a smart individual. I mean, I'm not that silly, but I don't want to, you know, talk about fancy terms or anything like that. I just want to talk about blockchain, crypto, like with the normal language so that everyone can understand, including myself, like mostly, mostly, what it is and why is it useful? Why should I own it? Or why should I know about it? And that's it. And again, this is not me saying like, okay, this podcast now is cryptocurrency podcast. All right, bye everybody. Fuck. No boxing anymore. Uh, no, I'm obviously going to speak about other uh, other things. But, uh, but I'm just saying that this is something that is taking a huge part in my brain right now. It's, it's, it's uh, something that becomes like an actual, like a day-to-day thing about my life. It's just being a part of this community. And, uh, and that's pretty much it. It's going to be on the background now. And it's always been on the background, but I feel I, I always wanted to focus on like other things. And, I, and th- that formula was great, but I just want to kind of have this emphasis of things are changing. There are new things that are on the horizon and they're coming. And I want the listeners of my podcast to be ready for these changes. And perhaps they can be even early to this change. And that is why I welcome you back to Azizi Podcast. Apologies for missing. I've been doing some I've been doing some work, but now I'm back, and hopefully, we can talk more and uh, learn together. All right, everybody. This was Samir Azizi, specifically for Azizi Podcast. Peace. <laughs>